Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. All right, welcome to episode two of the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. I am Trent. Uh, First things first, just want to thank everybody for listening to episode one um, and coming back to episode two. And uh, we have Ryan here. What are you drinking, Ryan? Hey, guys. Um, I'm having some Oak and Eden uh, rye whiskey tonight. Oh, the decanter. Um, So I lied. I didn't bring out the decanter today. Um, God damn it. I felt <laughs> I lied. I felt you know we have this new thing going on. I'm, I'm going to buy a new bottle of whiskey tonight. So I went, Hell went yeah. and did that. And started a brand new bottle for this. I guess this podcast just isn't fancy enough for the decanter. <laughs> I can't bring out the good the scotch yet. Crowd. All right. Next up from Kansas, we've got Clark. What are you drinking, Clark? Hello there. Um, I am drinking a hot toddy because I am on the back end of a common cold so i've got a little bourbon with with some tea that'll cure you right up yes clearing me out working well down in iowa bryant what are you drinking i got a firestone flyjack hazy india pale ale only a hundred only a 96 calories so you know looking at my weight here that's why bringing it in underneath ultra Man, yeah. that's Man, the way to go. Being healthy. Do you have one of those under desk like bicycle things? <laughs> not yet. Those I, calories? Not yet, but I'd be lying to say if I, I didn't think about it. You know, get, <laughs> basically being Lance Armstrong tour to France as I'm dispatching <laughs> trucks. But. Hey, if we do enough episodes, you you could be there. <laughs> <laughs> and Joey down in the Show Me State. What do you got, Joey? What's up, guys? Uh, got a Broadway brewery, I, another local brewery. I think I've done three of the four now down here. Uh, it's a Flor Blanca. It's a Mexican long, Mexican lager. Uh, sipping nice and fresh tonight. It's pretty damn good. Nice. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. What you rolling with, Trent? I am drinking a Queen Bee Imperial honey cream ale from uh remedy brewing company here in sioux falls it's uh pretty delicious good one yes yeah i've had that that's a good one Mm -hmm. definitely my favorite from them they're the ones that made the skullberry as well same same brewing company i think they have a really good sour too don't they i believe so i've i I haven't had it but i've seen it i think me and my father-in-law are the only two people i know that like sours but (laughs) i don't know i love sours think i've ever had one so good uh real quick before we move on if any one of our listeners has some beers local beers they want to tell us about to try and source for us um we're all pretty open to trying new stuff as far as beers and whiskeys and stuff go so hit us up in all the mentions and stuff have you guys ever had this oak and eden whiskey before mm-hmm. have you ever seen it before i have not. so it's it's kind of cool um, how they do it. No free ads to open eating, I guess. But um, instead of finishing it in a second barrel, what they do is they cut a piece of wood and put it inside the bottle to finish it inside the bottle. So there's a big old wood spiral sitting in the middle just floating around. And 
that's kind of cool because no bottle will ever taste the same because of that method and it's pretty dang smooth i mean i'm just drinking it straight and i'm oh, on my interesting on my second pour already so can you Watch get it. the piece of wood out of the hole or are you gonna have to break the bottle when you're done with it to get <clears> the wood out? it should fit through when i'm finished all right are you do you want me to bring it to you so you can chew on it or what sure all right no feels like them making a ship inside a bottle you know no, no. Trent's yeah. gonna whittle it down to <laughs> fix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump feet first into this thing. First on deck, you know, college football and the uh, college football playoff rankings came out yesterday, or as you know, the Blue Buds call it, just the College Football Invitational. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you play anymore. Exactly. I want to see more UTSA Roadrunners. Meep, meep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't see what the issue is with just putting the unbeatens up there. Like, OU has more wins than anybody in college football, and they're not even in the top seven. I totally agree with you. I have here that it's, you know, pretty shocking that the committee, like, looked into their crystal ball and set it up for another undeserving Big Ten team, Ohio State, to slide into the top four if a team lost. And, you know, top five slayer, Purdue, is waiting for Ohio State, you know, this weekend. So Michigan could slip in there. I would say we're all Boilermakers at this point. They're spoiler makers. <laughs> yeah, there you so go. If, Gee, how long have you been sitting on that one, dude? If Oklahoma wins out, I do you see it. them being in the top four? Yes. No. They I mean they absolutely should be. Correct. They but, should be now. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but why not, I guess, Trent? So why don't I see him? Yes. So I, I read a thing today that Gary Barda was asked about why is an Oklahoma higher, and it was because they had this quarterback change, and well, we, we just don't <laughs> know going forward how they're gonna do with this new quarterback. Well, it doesn't matter; they're they're like eight and zero, you know. So yeah. I just think that Make they're that just nine. making excuses to not put the Big Twelve teams up there. Like well, it, you know, having a, a Big Ten rep and, a, and of all Big Ten reps, Gary Barta, he knows good quarterback play, especially at the University of Iowa with, with Petrus. Yes. That's for damn Padilla, sure. baby. Hey, I have that in my notes here. Quarterback change at Iowa, so we can get to that later. Right. Um, uh, did, you, did you guys see the AP rankings compared to the college football rankings? I did. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Those, those, to me, look way better than – the official rankings. Right. And you get Cincinnati and Oklahoma in there. And I guess it can be said that Cincinnati deserve to be in there now, but they're still unbeaten. I I just think going back to if Oklahoma's going to get in, I I think they do. They've played – I mean, they haven't looked good at their 9-0, but again, they are 9-0. They are number eight, and they're going to play Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and probably one of those teams a second time in the – conference championship game again if they don't absolutely shit the bed but at this point they're going to play their toughest four games the last four weeks of the year and if that freshman can pull them through that i don't i guess i don't see how they do it they don't get in plus being a name brand yeah i i honestly don't have any problems with them not being in at this point my problem is them at eight 
what the flying fuck? Like, you can't have five one-loss teams in front of a 9-0 and team. That doesn't make any sense. Especially it makes like sense if whole... you have to make sure the SEC teams have, quote, good losses, end quote. You know, you got to rank every – it's like the preseason polls. They rank everyone good at the beginning of the year, so then there's never a bad loss if they lose early. Well, Florida was 16 at the time. Well, Florida's, you know, 4-6 and six at this point or, or whatever it end up being. It's just – they need to get rid of preseason rankings, so we have to yes. get away from this notion that there's not a good loss, bad loss early in the year. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and look and- at this weekend with Alabama. They they should have lost to LSU if LSU had a quarterback that wasn't just absolutely terrible. So right. Alabama, yep. that should be that should be looked down on almost as bad as the Oklahoma KU game. Maybe the thing that's keeping Oklahoma out of the top four is they don't have any bad losses, or sorry, any good losses. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but yeah, you so can't if you don't tell have a bad that... loss to, to look from, then yeah, you <laughs> yeah, can't have, have the SEC excuse. They don't but have a good tell... loss right now. It's because, well, they're undefeated. <laughs> but Stanford's so, not a good so loss. They... Why the hell is Oregon up there? That makes no sense. So if OU yeah. loses to Oklahoma State, does that move them up the rankings? Yeah, you got to have a good loss on your resume to get into <laughs> the playoff. <laughs> I just don't, I don't see how Michigan State stayed up there like watching the watching that show where they're like oh our biggest question is is who's going to be higher michigan or michigan state it's like why is michigan state even in the top 10 if they just lost to purdue well because they just beat michigan and purdue is losing to purdue to me is still better than oregon losing to stanford i don't care if they beat ohio state but michigan also beat or michigan state also beat michigan so they have another good win on their resume also yeah and i think if any team in the top four loses wins, they're jumping Cincinnati. They're not going to put Cincinnati in the top four. They're just right. not going to do it. No, Cincinnati, which is, which is sad. Like I said, I called it the college football invitational earlier. Cause it doesn't matter your wins or losses. It's you get mm-hmm. invited. If you're, if you have a name, right. So, yep. Which is unfortunate. Unfortunately, kind of like we talked last week, you know, at this point, just the teams that we think need to be in, you know, I'm, I'm a big road runner. Now we're all to go pulling for the Bearcats. Just win, just win out at this point. So we're not making a big hoopla. And then they lose week 12 to Navy or some shit at this point. Just, (laughs) just keep winning when, when they're a conference championship. And then, then the committee really has to go, they have to question, you know, okay, is this one loss team or even in the past when Bama didn't even make the conference championship game and made it into the playoffs, they have to continue to answer for why they are trying to, you know, flip the script every year. And then they can just go to a bowl game that's not in the playoff, win that, be 13-0, and and then can, you know, tag themselves the national championship like UCF did a couple of years ago. Yeah, future Big 12, baby. Hey, it's a natty right there. Hey, exactly. It's a natty in the last five years. Self-appointed, <laughs> but a natty nonetheless. Uh, on a more positive note about college football landscape, bowl projections are starting to make a little more sense. And I see most people have Iowa State in the Texas Bowl on January 4th and Iowa in the Music City Bowl on December 30th. So that's kind of cool. Versus who? Uh, Iowa versus Kentucky, and they've got Iowa State versus Arkansas. Okay. 
I saw one earlier that said Iowa in the pinstripe bowl and mm. Iowa State in the cheese it bowl. Okay. Yes. That's what I saw. I Give me the cheese it bowl. For if we're not gonna be in the in the national uh championship picture, give us the funniest bowl you can go, go to. Like I want I want the cheese it bowl. Like back in the day, I want the Gaylord Hotels Poinsettia Bowl. I want the funniest name bowl game, and I'll get the T-shirt of that bowl game. I like, it. <laughs> like uh, we can just put them in the Pulse Land Bowl oh, played yes. in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, with that ad money. Howard Wood Field. Yes, I, I think that would be all right. Let's do it. All right. Well, transitioning from the college football committees hate of big 12 to big 12 talk um iowa state stomps texas hate to see it oh yeah you you hate to see it when when the rich kid gets pushed down by the poor kid you know (laughs) (laughs) everyone hates those damn underdogs you know i've I've never heard a good story about that be careful what you say here because we're gonna lose a listener in kansas Oh just, no! Just saying. God, that that is like three percent of our viewers right now. Shit, never mind. Cut the segment. But uh, that's probably Texas's last time that they visit Ames in a conference game, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I, I can't is, wait to see how they do in the SEC. Yeah. Um, yeah. Time will tell. I mean. You know, they've got all the resources and the money now that they should be getting these recruits, but people think they'll recruit even better when they're in the SEC. Do you think they'll actually take people from an LSU or an Alabama or Georgia, though? I I just don't see them doing that. Yeah, I I mean, I don't – I mean, they get the recruits, but they just don't produce on the field. That That's exactly what I was going to go into is, you know, that – like Iowa State, the one thing that – some people make fun of us for being ragtag as we go five-star culture over five-star players. But then a freaking graphic came up during the game, and I got a photo of it, thankfully. You know, right now in the Big 12 recruiting, since 2017, Texas is first in, in recruiting. Iowa State is seventh. And that makes sense. You know, probably Kansas mm-hmm. below us. They have had 74 and five-star recruits in that time. Iowa State, four. And so far, Iowa State in that same span is 37 and 22, and Texas is 36 and 22. So you can't just buy the talent. You have to develop it like Matt Campbell has. Texas Blue Blood. His record is 50 and 40 overall. Offensive genius. He scored seven points against the Iowa State defense. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, true. All right. (laughs) True. I guess guess when you put it that way. He's also the offensive corner for the amazing Atlanta Falcons back then. How many Super Bowls he win? <laughs> Sorry. In, in case you in case you all don't know, Joey is a big Falcons fan, so I knew he'd have that information right away. <laughs> so anything else on Iowa State? Uh, let me see. Pole Assassin. Oh, I, I my one thing I was going to say, the monkeys to the game, but you did bring up the 21 straight games with a touchdown. Uh, defense yeah. went bananas out there. Uh, another <laughs> another monkey pun. I don't know. I, I think I'm good on Iowa State now. All right, all right. Well, I, Texas, they have KU coming up this weekend. They're a 30 and a half point favorite. I think Texas breaks Kansas this. Covers. Well, I they might cover, but 
KU is going to lose. Um, yeah, I think KU is going to cover that. Yeah, one. Texas is going to break this four-game losing streak. Who better to write the ship against than KU? If KU pulls off the upset, does the SEC pull their invite? I, I mean, legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> or do they just add KU to it since they almost beat Oklahoma? And then Basketball they upset... program? Basketball, yeah. right. Yeah. So, like I said, we just lost our one Kansas listener. Sorry, Torres. For the Texas Appreciate slander. You, buddy. Uh, I didn't make the agenda, but it was on there. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so, TCU beats number 12, Baylor. Baylor drops one spot in the rankings. So, I guess the college football playoff committee had some respect for apparently TCU. So, yeah, it was uh, the first... Uh... First post Gary Patterson game, and they had a change in quarterback that game. Actually, they went to Chandler Morris, who he transferred from OU. Um, but he had over 500 total yards, had three touchdowns, um, two passing, one one rushing, and just absolutely looked like a complete stud on that game. So it'll be it's it's a kind of fun to watch TCU go that route with this with this quarterback. Um, have you guys seen who they're considering to replace Gary Patterson? Uh, they should no. leave it with their interim coach. Um, so they're considering Deion Sanders, who's oh yes. remember where he's coaching at right now, someplace in Jackson Mississippi, State. Yes, and then um, Bill Napier, uh, Sonny Dykes, Tony Elliott, and also on the list is Matt Campbell. <laughs> I find I find very strange Matt would leave Iowa State to go. But so, I'm sure the money. I'm sure the money is a bit different too. Going back to the whole, I guess going not really going back to Iowa State, but Matt Campbell, uh, in his press conference the other day, somebody asked him about that, and you know it's all been like, oh, his people have been contacted by TCU, and he's like, well, I don't have people, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy, so, guy doesn't have an agent. They're people. like, yeah, I've talked he, to his people. Yeah, they like, I don't. But have he people, didn't so. turn it down. Though. He didn't well, say he hasn't talked to them. Sure, sure. But did, but did, I I don't know. So their it, their interim coach is Jerry Kill. Why don't why doesn't any of these schools stick with their interim coach? I like Jerry Kill. He was great. I think at Minnesota. Didn't LSU do that with Ed Ogeron? Cool. Yes. Look where it got them. I guess. Yeah, I mean, there goes got him my a na- national championship. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Exactly right. I mean, it's true. But yeah, I like Jerry Kills. I mean, and he's not even being considered. But yeah, he keeps winning yeah. games. They'll consider him. Yeah, true. I mean, is is Deion Sanders really? Uh, I mean, he's an absolute legend in the NFL. But I haven't seen what he's done as at Jackson State. Beat Florida is State. He re- is he ready for a big time, a big uh, Power Five job like that? I don't know. They've given Steve Sarkeesian multiple ch- chances, and he's, like we said, <laughs> barely above 500. I, why not at this point? He's got those kids hyped up. They're winning games versus F- uh, FBS programs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, at this think, point, why not? If you want a, a bit mean, of flash and flare. Jackson State I mean, is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. And they lost okay. to Louisiana Monroe, who beat. And Iowa from State what I've seen. Year. From what I've seen, he he really cares about his kids on the team. I think he I think he has a good culture around him as a coach. So it'd be fun to see. But yeah, I think I mean in due time, I think he will probably get a D one, Power Five shot. 
but yeah, I think this so. is first year at Jackson State, I believe. So I don't, I don't know. It was one, yes, it is yeah. one good season. You know, I, I don't know. In the SWAC, is that uh, good enough to get you to <laughs> Power Five? I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think it would bring some prominence to the Big Twelve. Like you said, it would be a fu- a fun hire. If it's anything. a name. Plus, yeah, go. it's a name. It's not my school that suffers the consequences. So yeah, bring them in. People will tune in for that. Yeah, absolutely. It. All right. Well, going on, Big Ten, Iowa, Joe. You you got anything? Were you? Did you go to the game? I was at the game. All right. uh, had a yeah. I don't know if I was consciously there, but I was at, physically at the game. Your body um, was there. Yeah. Mind and spirit were not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big takeaways I have from it. Obviously, the Petrus, Padilla, uh, that switcheroo. Um, still not sure how much I believe that there's an injury there or if it's just Kirk's nice way of getting Petrus out. Um, he does that from time to time where he'll – especially with quarterbacks, just be super nice to them and let them leave on their sword or on their shield, I guess. But uh, Padilla looked good. Offense looked great. I didn't realize Goodson had 141 yards rushing because I thought we were passing on every down. It looked like if I was playing NCAA, it was pretty awesome. Goodson looked really good. The line looked better. Padilla looked like he he's going to be good. He's got very good mobility. He also threw a couple passes, especially right in front of us. I don't know why, but holy shit, they were bad. So I'm going to chalk that up to uh, first so game jitters. Iowa quarterback then. <laughs> well, yes, kind of. But so, so also when, gonna... did, when did he get pulled? I, I didn't see any of the game. At what point in the game did Petrus get pulled? There's a bunch. I mean, there's all of the first five receivers could do really, really well. Tight end you. You, you can't right. You can't uh, go away from that. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't want them to specifically, but at the same time, we you get game I, changers at skill positions that are normally fast. We're not going to be able to keep up, uh, even in good year, yeah, in good years like we have now. Say we were playing Ohio State, or we get to a bowl game with an SEC school, we just don't have the speed most of the time to keep up with these teams. As much as our defense can, you know, stay up with them, our offense can't get open. Our you know, receivers can't get to the places they need to be to catch the ball. So is that more athletes more, or is that scheme, Joey? I think it's scheme. Um, and it also is athletes to a part because if you're a five-star recruit, why would you go to Iowa as a receiver? You're not going to put up the numbers. No one's going to appreciate you. You're going to be in a run first tight end heavy offense. I mean, until that changes, and hopefully this can with Padilla, we, you know, we're going to be stuck in the same boat for years to come. But we've known that since uh, Barta restructured Ferentz's contract. And, yeah, it's it'll be the same going forward until that's not that way anymore. No, we've known that for 22 years. Isn't that how long Kirk Ferentz has been there? That's yeah. correct. The mundo. <laughs> yeah. Long, um, longest tenured coach. You keep surviving out there. Yep. Yeah. And he's doing something right. Exactly. As far as yeah, other some Iowa things, stuff, not I... so right, but winning some football <laughs> games. Yeah, exactly. Eight eight wins a year. Some years you're at seven. Some years you're at ten. I mean, you whatever. Know, That's so, still some, success. Like, so, right. Some years eight wins. Some years you're calling your athletes boys. You know, some systemic racism. You know that, but eight wins. 
<laughs> but I mean, you throw in an 11 and 12 win year in there every once in a while, all's forgiven, right? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. very valid points, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's my analysis here. You just remember this when I bring up constant Jackson Mahomes. So. Later. Oh no! <laughs> hey, good, good thing. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So up next for Iowa is Minnesota, the Floyd of Rosedale mm-hmm. trophy. The most, I don't know, delicious trophy is on the line. Uh, <laughs> yes, man. Bacon and you know, it's it's a pig. If you don't know, fun fact: about. Floyd of Rosedale is from Fort Dodge. Fort Dodge, Iowa. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. a thing in the Fort Dodge Messenger yep. today about the Floyd Ooh. Rosedale. Yeah, nice. Check Wait, it out. Can, can you explain what is Floyd the pig's name? Yes. yes. And then what's Rosedale? Rosedale was a township outside of Fort Dodge. Uh, that's why it's like the Rosedale Rapids, that water park that's there now. So yeah, did there used they... to be a dairy in Fort Dodge called Rosedale. Mm-hmm. So did they actually like give a live pig at the beginning or like certain yeah, some that's what the bet was. sliders or something? <laughs> I don't think pretty sure it was live, but yes. Cooked up some good pork pa- loin. Painted bronze for the first couple years. <laughs> and just just for our listeners notice, uh Trent and Bryant and I are originally from the Fort Dodge, Iowa area. We're not just very big fans of the town or anything. We just, Hold on. We grew the up the area, there. not Fort Dirty at the all. Area. Right. Anything else from the Hawkeyes, Joey? We need to know. Um, I think moving forward, I mean, they have to win out, and they also need help to get Wisconsin and Purdue another loss. Purdue, I think, loses this weekend to Ohio State, and I don't think Wisconsin's unbeatable. So the West is still there if they could win out. Uh, Minnesota looks very game, and I am super afraid of Nebraska, mostly because I hate them and I don't want to lose. So, so I, I mean, I think Iowa beats Minnesota this week. I do too, and I think I'm pretty Absolutely. sure they'll beat Illinois. I don't think anyone's super afraid of Illinois. Um, Minnesota, but then, well, true, and so is Purdue. Didn't I mean, hold on. Didn't Minnesota just say? Uh... PJ Fleck got a seven-year extension or some shit. Hey, <laughs> yep. Brian's looking yep. at his agenda uh, over there. That's oh yeah. <laughs> no, that was from the top of my head. I don't have this all written down. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, hey. I am just that smart. All right? Brian, <laughs> Brian's skipping ahead, but yeah, PJ Fleck. Uh, this is his fifth year at Minnesota. I mean, row the mm-hmm. boat, whatever. Right. Uh, he signed a seven-year extension. So he's getting a raise from uh, it's like four point six five million dollars a year to five million dollars a year. I don't, I don't know. He's had one, technically one winning season at Minnesota in his five years. Is in two thousand nineteen when they went eleven and two. Trent, I think we can speak to that a little bit as being <laughs> Iowa State fans and having Matt Campbell here winning the seven to eight games a year. When you have a guy that can cons- at least consistently give you hope with that, you're going to run with him as long as you can until until the seven and eight win seasons uh, run out. You know the goodwill like Nebraska and Bo Pelini. I think you just sign the guy and, and keep having a winning program. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I see it. I mean, he's he's got him moving in the right direction. So I saw that 
the four years prior to him signing this extension, Minnesota was 31 and 21. And since he's gotten there when he signed his extension, Minnesota's 32 and 21. And now after last week, 32 and 22. So. But I mean, a third of those wins came in one year. Yeah. And so, I mean, I I like PJ Fleck. I think he's got a great personality and I think he looks like a pretty cool coach. But I also kind of think he's a snake oil salesman looking at things. <laughs> it, yeah. it doesn't help. Doesn't he wear a shirt and tie on the sidelines too? Mm-hmm. Hey, I yeah, respect I mean, that. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, I he, like he looks like a pretty sweet guy. I, I would I would enjoy playing under him, I think. Yeah, it's just they get rid of whoever it was prior and had the same record and just – Do you want okay, to we're going to give prior? seven years to this one. Go ahead. Do you know who was prior off the top of your head? I don't know. Mm-hmm. TCU's interim coach, Jerry Kill. Jerry okay. Kill. Yep. Okay. Like, had the uh, yeah. seizure on the sideline. Yeah, he. Yeah, he has an epilepsy so problem. So I um, was, yeah. I was gonna bring up a positive thing. Like, hey, wasn't it funny when he ate ice cream when it was snowing outside? That and was Joey awesome. immediately goes to remember when he had a seizure. Like, Jesus, man, <laughs> let's keep it positive here. Yeah, no, I'm an Iowa fan. Oh, true. I, yeah, never mind. I'll, I'll, I, I'll, I'll step back on that comment. Then you're an Iowa fan. You do get a hit on Minnesota. That, that's kind of right. again like hating like. A, a, you know, a red-haired kid like me, you know, it's just like, yeah, you oh. can hate him, but like, haven't they already suffered enough being Minnesota? Well, this, and this just seems right. like a, a total Minnesota thing. You've got the Vikings who year after year keep re-signing Mike Zimmer mm-hmm. and they're not going anywhere with him. And now you have PJ Fleck getting seven more years and they're just had one great season. But, and, and I think this year their stud running back, he got hurt against Ohio state right away. So that hurt. Right, but mm-hmm. it just seems like it's it's uh, Groundhog Day in Minnesota sports. Well, they Go gave him uh, they gave him a one year extension for each draft pick he's had at Minnesota seven yeah, since he's go. been there. Lord, that's that's solid. Keep that seems like that more boat. than Iowa State, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <get> Ryan, <laughs> we'll we'll get we'll talk about Iowa State hey. first round picks here on a, in a future uh, pod. Yeah, in a, maybe in maybe like, hey, April. Me, the NFL special teams player of the week is from Iowa State. Kanane so. Wangu. Yes, yep. sir. Heck yeah. Who couldn't Whoa. play because he was behind such a stud in Brees Hall. Yeah, he got stuck behind David Montgomery and Brees Hall. Like, that's just <laughs> bad luck. Still gets drafted. Making He's fast. He is. He he's like a 4 really two, 640 or something like that. Like, yeah, he's quick. Yeah, that, so That is the definition but, of fast, that's for sure. Another... Hawkeye rival news. Scott Frost uh, will be returning on a restructured contract in 2022 to Nebraska. Yeah, Sal- baby. Yeah. Sal- yeah I, salary- I heard more fans of opposite teams cheering for that than Nebraska fans. <laughs> His salary will they- drop from $5 million down to $4 million, and the buyout is down from 7.5 from $15 million, So it just got easier for them to get rid of him. I that's the way I took that with the whole buyout thing, but uh, yeah. you know, resident Nebraska person up there. I'm sorry, not resident race. Nebraska person. You you got into college football because of Nebraska, so I mean, what what do you think about this? Yeah, there's the a only one that back. doesn't hate them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, we got to keep I it mean, good for the Nebraska fans out there. We can't be losing a team or, or a whole Heartland yeah. state. Okay. We Sorry, can't lose hey, like hey, one eighth of the Heartland episode two. Come on, guys. Yeah, Trent, Texas, Sorry, Sorry like, Morgan. We don't, we don't want to let go of Nebraska just yet. Yeah. Right, Texas well, is when south. I start my own podcast, I don't want them listening. <laughs> I mean, somebody out there likes him. I don't know who it is, but uh, – <laughs> Apparently it was enough to to extend his contract. I mean, they I, did make it easier to get rid of him. Maybe, maybe they've done that with the intention of doing so. Maybe in the next couple years. Personally, I think with them, they they you know again they got cocky. They thought they were the uh, uh, Huskers of the '90s when they got rid of Bo Pelini because they're going nine ten win seasons. Forget about it. We're we're better than that. Then they went through the growing pains of going through a new coach, lower wins, you know, throughout the season. I think with Scott Frost, as much as we shit on him on and off the podcast, he's had a lot of close losses this year, which Iowa State was at three to four years ago. I think they might be scary in the next couple years. I guess it depends on what offensive staff he's going to bring in because he he basically emptied house. But I, I think it kind of depends on who he brings in. But he's got he's they're on the precipice of taking that next step, but until then they're just going to keep getting shit on. I, I think this year they might end at three three wins and nine losses, but I, I think he's got them right at the doorstep. I agree with Bryant with the way they've gone this year. They're you know what I mentioned maybe it was in the last podcast I don't know or maybe when we were just practicing, but uh, like they're just a few plays of being you know one a one loss team basically. So I mean they're they're close. As a coach, you have to be able to win those games. For sure. Well, you know, being Vikings fans, we know that firsthand. Yeah, I mean, we're (laughs) close to not being a team, and that's far from the truth. Far from happening. So my only thought on this whole thing is I hope this contract came with a guarantee that there's a Martinez at quarterback moving forward. That's guaranteed <laughs> two to three interceptions a game for Iowa. I, so I, hey, I, I, I heard there was speculation a couple months ago uh, when the whole Spencer Rattler shit was going down. I heard that the uh, team jet from Norman went up to Lincoln, Nebraska, took a visit. So maybe they'll mm-hmm. bring Rattler in. That's okay. I'm okay with douches going to Nebraska. You do what the hell you want. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're saying that now. Wait till he tears that Iowa defense apart. I, I would say, Joey, you know, as much as I think Iowa is going to beat Nebraska this year, if Iowa plays like they did versus Wisconsin and how they played versus Purdue, don't count Nebraska out at this point. They, you know, they, they could pull something out. And if Iowa doesn't have anything clicking on quarterback now, I wasn't able to watch this Padilla or whatever the hell his name is. Mm-hmm. But you never know, Chicken dude. Case of Padilla. Chicken <laughs> Extra cheese on that throw. Is Some that shit. game the day after Thanksgiving? Like yep, Black is, Friday. Okay. Yep. Elsewhere in college football, LSU. They got a little quarterback situation there, Ryan. Yeah, so LSU, I, for the listeners, I got my graduate degree from there, my master's from them. So they uh, hold a special place in my heart since they won the national championship a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, Max, <laughs> I'm never going to see that as a Minnesota, as a Vikings fan. So thank God for LSU. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's watched Max Johnson, but he's got the worst throwing motion I've ever seen in any football player in my life. Um, I'm assuming Brad Johnson, he's the son of Brad Johnson. I'm assuming he pays a lot of money for Max to 
to keep being the starter. Um, they were very, very close to beating Alabama, and they missed on a first down pass on fourth down to turn over the ball at the end of the game. And it was overthrown, and any quarterback in any Power 5 team would have been able to make that throw. But this week, um, Coach O is saying that Max Johnson is starting, but uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, who is a four-star recruit, he was, I think, ranked 13th in the country as far as QBs goes in his uh, in his signing year. And so they're going to be splitting downs this week. It's going to be very interesting Interesting to see how, how he performs. I, I know Garrett played against – I can't remember who he played against, but he played in one game um, that they were blowing the team out, and he looked really good. Um, LSU, unfortunately, dropped quite a few passes, so his stats doesn't don't show it. But Garrett looks like he's got a dang good arm and good accuracy, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how well he performs. And he's, he's a redshirt freshman, um, so – I don't, I don't know if they'll be starting him at all the rest of the year to, to ruin that, but he will be getting some reps this week. So that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. All I heard there was that it's LSU's fault that Bama didn't drop in the rankings because they couldn't pull up the off, uh, pull off the upset. You are a hundred percent right. Actually, if they would have, <laughs> if they would have lost, they would still be top four. So don't get your hopes up there. True. Yeah, that's well, a quality loss. We at, are Bama would be at four with two losses. losses. LSU jumps to fifteen. <laughs> yeah, unranked, yeah. clear to the top. Give him a shot. Yeah, you've lost more games than you've won, but hey, <laughs> you beat Bama. You're in the top ten. You'll be bowl eligible this year. If you're six and seven, you can be under 500. No way. Yep. I'm thinking about NFL. Never mind. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're going to have under, under 500 teams in the NFL playoffs this year, I'm guessing. So there's a chance for the Chiefs is what I just heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Lombardi Award finalists. There are, there are two of the um, favorite teams. They got players on there. Uh, Iowa center Tyler Lindenbaum and Iowa State's Mike Rose. Uh, you know, Michigan D-end Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, that's kind of heartland. And then a, uh, Texas A&M, Kenyon Green, uh, an offensive lineman. I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. You know, it, it's just kind of nice having some of these, you know, heartland players where, you know, we are in the flyover states. That's kind of the big joke about this podcast is no one, you know, really cares about the the Midwest. And we do have some players getting national recognition on that. Um, right. I thought that was pretty interesting. Kind of nice to see that. Well, and it's also kind of a blue collar position, and that fits well with everything Heartland. So, I agree. That was it. Okay. Anyone else got uh, college football stuff? <laughs> I don't know if we want to include this in the pod. Did you see that uh, that punter from San Diego State? So, like, everything we've heard and what I've seen in real life, I was like, there's no way there's any punter better than the Iowa punter this season but holy shit that san diego state punter kicked it 80 uh, sorry 79 yard punt into the end zone and he kicked it over two hawaii returners yeah. that, that's absolutely insane dude they had yeah, a guy yeah. that i guess it's typically 50 yards back when you punt and then they had another guy that was 70 yards back and both of them are looking over him like it's a home run ball that, that's just right. insane it's hawaii well, like higher elevated like mile high or something I don't think so. No. No. It's a, quite a small island. <laughs> that thin Hawaii air. I don't. I don't know. But they, hey, they play on top of the volcano. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always room for punter talk on this podcast. We are for yeah. the brand. 
shot. Right. Yeah. I mean, we all enjoy Pat uh, McAfee. Punter lives matter. You know. That's right. Pat Pat McAfee is a big reason of why I wanted to do something like exactly. this. Exactly. Shout out to you, I, Pat. Ryan loves had, you. We love a, you, Pat. A missed call from Indianapolis, Indiana today. So I can only assume it was him. It couldn't have been spam. Yeah. It had to have been him or you know well, somebody from the and, pod. So until probably, that next yeah, call, Trent, you're probably stuck with back. us. Yeah, I didn't answer, so I'm still podding with you guys tonight. So hitting back on uh, Bryant's Chiefs talk, let's do some NFL stuff. Uh, Bryant. You already touched on the Chiefs. They got the win. Wasn't pretty. They did beat Jordan Love. No A-Rod that game. Do you think that made a huge difference, or do you think the Chiefs defense just stepped up? Personally, after we won last week and we went 4-4, four and four, I have the confidence back in the Chiefs. Not Super Bowl confidence, but we're in the same spot the year that we did win the Super Bowl. Um, One note that I did make, like on Thursday or Friday before I even watched the games, was uh, just like Rodgers, the Packers never had a shot. So I think (laughs) – thank you, thank you for the pity laughs there. Um, No, I I, I think a lot of it was Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, being out. Um, But you know what? The defense did what they needed to versus a bad quarterback. They pressured him a lot. You got Chris Jones on the inside that is doing what he needs to on the inside. Frank Clark is playing balls to the wall out there. I've never seen him play as well at end. Um, and unfortunately, I, I know he used to be a fan favorite a couple of years ago, but they're getting uh, Daniel Sorensen, the the white safety out there. That he, he just flies all over the place. They're limiting his snaps. So thankfully, we're not having any main missed tackles out there too. I watched part of the game. I didn't watch all of it, uh, but – to me, it just looked like the Chiefs might have switched up a little bit and maybe ran a little more three front in order to combat a pass, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like their scheme on defense was different than other games. So maybe they did switch a bunch of shit up. But uh, as far as the offense looked, they still don't look like they're fully there. Do you think there's anything missing or something that is just off about them? Or is that just from an outsider's perspective? I don't think there's anything. I mean, we have the injury to Hilaire. He's going to be back in a couple weeks here. Um, You you know, kind of like we've talked, we still have a couple rookie linemen, um, you you know, and we do have some veteran presence there. I don't know. I'm just glad I would rather win a game 13 to seven and know that we one can win with scoring as little as we have. um, And that now Mahomes isn't forcing stuff like he has in the past with his interceptions. Right. Did Jordan Love look like a good heir to Aaron Rodgers? N- not in my opinion. Um, I I didn't watch any of the games, so I didn't. I, oh yeah, so. n- no. I mean, I think it was you know typical you know second year guy. He hasn't gotten any reps because you know Rodgers, as long as he's been there, has to take all the first team reps. Um, yeah. No, I. Well, I mean, go ahead. As as a Vikings fan, all all we're used to now is what almost 35, 40 years of Hall of Fame play. So it's like okay. Between uh, it, it him makes, and Brett Favre, it'd be nice to see them have a quarterback that's not awesome. I, I had to live with, I, and and this is back in the heyday of the Chiefs getting the number one pick and cho- choosing a lineman when we have two wins, you know, five wins on a good year. You know, I in college, I would live with, with pa- a Packer roommate for four and a half years. So you don't know how much joy it does actually bring me seeing the Chiefs not only beat the Packers, but now seeing them go. They went from Brett Favre 
straight to Aaron Rodgers. It's like when the Colts went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. It's bullshit when some franchises get all that <laughs> luck. And the Chiefs, like, we thought back in the day, Brody Croyle is going to be the answer. He went to Bama, and he's got the arm. He's the only quarterback in NFL history that's went oh, who has played double-digit games and not won a game. He's 0-10. You know, So I'm glad that we finally have a franchise quarterback, and I'm glad there's a team that consistently does have a franchise quarterback get a small taste of what everyone else in the league has to deal with from time to time. Are you worried about Mahomes' contract? No. You guys went back to back with Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes. Like, screw you too. Oh, if, if you wanted Alex Smith, you you can still have him, but I'm I think he's a free agent. <laughs> I don't think his leg works. Oh no. Well, <laughs> it, as long as his arm can check down to a receiver three yards downfield, I think you're fine. That's all he did, so anyways. He, so he played I think he pumped the brakes on the Alex Smith slander. Okay. Hey, I... <laughs> that man is a saint. Yeah. Hey, no. No. I love it, it, Alex Smith. I would say as much as I'm uh, as I'm shitting on him, he was a very important step, and you do take a need a good leader like him to teach him a homes for a year before you let him rip, uh, you know. And you know, at Alex Smith, he treated Patrick Mahomes like family, and he took him under his wing and he trained him up. And I think that's what happened. Aaron Rodgers treated Jordan Love like family, except Aaron Rodgers hates his fucking family, so he, <laughs> you know he didn't teach him anything. Right. Right say as far as jordan love goes this was just the first game let's see what his second shot and his booster are like and see if he's still coughing up balls joey that's not how we're gonna get viewers we have to have hot takes that are very critical of players we know what his career is gonna do at this point one game in oh uh, yeah so i want to this was a question i was gonna ask about uh with ou so their their coach you know, there's a lot of talk, it seems like, the last year or two about him becoming an NFL head coach. And, and you're talking as a Viking, Riley, correct? Correct, yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, as a Vikings fan, I'd like to see him interviewed for a Vikings position, but that's here, here and there. Mahomes, when he was in college, he, obviously he's coaching Baltimore, uh, Arizona right now. Mm-hmm. How was he so bad um, as a coach – for Texas A&M with Pat Mahomes, but he goes to Arizona, and they're an absolutely amazing team this year. I think that's just the fundamental difference, in my opinion, of the NFL versus the uh, NCAA. You know, at the NFL, you got to be more laid back, and you have your talent on your teams. Now you're trusting these professionals are going to get the job done. You know, I don't know anything about Cliff Kingsbury's recruiting numbers, it could very well be he just couldn't, you know, have you ever been out to Lubbock, Texas? Uh, I mean, I all I've done is look on Google Maps and overhead out there. I don't know how anyone recruits anyone to Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> yeah, because I, I just remember when he was head coach with, with Mahomes, that's when TCU had Javon Boykin. And, like, Mahomes was able to score, but it just seems like Not against Mahomes Iowa State. absolutely skyrocketing in the NFL, and, and Cliff couldn't win anything as a head coach but now he's in the nfl and arizona is looking really good right now didn't cliff have baker too yeah for a season and then he transferred to ou because mahomes took over for him i mean clark can uh attest to this as long as lubbock has got a bucky's they got a recruiting uh (laughs) they've got uh an anchor there they got pulled what the hell is bucky's 
Bucky's is the greatest general store to ever grace the land. That's what it is. Ooh. It's got everything you could want. <laughs> Next right, pod, is, Bucky's little, little versus of, Casey's general store. A little store. bit of a preview. They got a jerky Casey's. counter. All right, Joey. Oh, you would love yes. the Bucky's. Fuck yes. Yeah, we stopped yeah, at the Bucky's, Bucky's in Dallas, well. and it was gigantic. But you know what else Lubbock brings to the table? I've heard they're a great party town. And they've mm-hmm. got a great music scene, okay? Texas country. Oh. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So they, they got a little get, music. They got they got some Buckies out there. Yeah, if we you ever in any, Texas, uh, Lubbock fans, <clears throat> let us know. Yeah. Yeah, if if you uh first off, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it's at Heartland Pulse. And why don't you tell us your opinions if you prefer a Bucky's, a Casey's, is there a certain general store in the Heartland that's better than one of these? Because personally Wally's. I'm I'm a Casey's Wally's. guy. Wally's all fucking day. That place. We stopped there on the way to and from Chicago. Jesus. I I could live there. And they have a Winnebago there where I could probably actually do it. Do we need to do a uh, a general store like Bracketology? <laughs> we could. I think that, that might be some content in the future, boys. There you go. Awesome. Add Wawa's into it. Hmm. That ain't Heartland. <laughs> well, still. <so, laughs> it, it was freaking awesome. <laughs> I had to go put Amelia to bed. I've missed a few things. Have we got to the uh, agenda part where it just says Vikings stink? Because <laughs> no, they Trent, do. we were waiting for you, buddy. Thank we're you. Waiting for a resident expert to get. I was get trying in on this. to miss that talk. So you want me to? You want me to start about how the Vikings stink? Yeah. For, Tell from us a, why the Vikings stink. So, from, um, basically, from wet fart to pile of dookie, how much do they stink? <laughs> so the, the roster itself, the players on the team, quite good, very good actually. I, I, I they honestly should be close to being undefeated, but you know, you get a you get a little bit of a lead. We had a fourteen point lead against Baltimore in the third quarter at one point. I think there's nine minutes left, and then yeah, and then there's nine minutes left, and then they scored to take it to one touchdown in the third quarter. And we just like to not be aggressive anymore after we get a little bit of a lead, and so we go into overtime, our typical weekend and week out situation. After Kirk Cousins, within four minutes, brings us down the field to score a touchdown and tie it up to go into overtime. And so what happens? They won the coin the coin toss. And then Anthony Barr gets an awesome interception. Good job, him coming back. I think this was his second game of the season after his injury. Um, so we get an interception. What do we do after an interception? We run a swing pass for two yards, and then we uh, to, to Dalvin Cook, and then we run with Dalvin Cook for minus one yards, and that leaves Kirk Cousins at third and nine. And and I, it's just I'm sorry, but all the hate for Kirk Cousins. The guy is having a great season. He's really had a had an underappreciated career. And Richard Sherman has said the same thing. When you're facing a third and nine, a third Wait. and ten, a third and a third and twelve, what? Richard Sherman is our go-to guy on Kirk Cousins' takes now. Hey, he's he's a damn good cornerback. So I mean, he's okay. washed know, up. <laughs> yeah, he's watched it, but I mean, he's still—he's an expert at that position, so I'll—I'll I'll go with it. Yeah, J- but Joe, be careful with the slander on Richard Sherman, because if you talk more shit about him, he's going to come to your door and start trying to kick it down. He has <laughs> some experience with that. This is true. But, but when you got Kirk Cousins constantly like- facing a third and nine, a third, a third and long, uh, because 
I don't know if it's Zimmer controlling it or if it's if it's a uh, good old the the offensive coordinator there. We're constantly third and long. You can only get so many first downs when you're third and long after you have a lead. And we've had a lead in pretty much every single game. So he's third and nine, and there's a pass incomplete. And then what happens? You have Tucker get a field goal to win the game. I mean, it's just the play calling is atrocious on the offense. Um, the defense, the whole second half of this game was on the field. They're gassed. There just has to be a change in this organization that's too talented to waste. So I have a question. Would yes. Kirk Cousins be trying to convert third and long if Dalvin Cook hadn't been beating his girlfriend's face in? <laughs> well, so, you know, I, I, that whole yeah. thing, he sounds like the victim in this. He does. Did he you see her does. face? I did. Do you, did you see what she was trying to do, though? She uh, had, holding, she had was holding them at gunpoint. Gun point. This I want to see. I want to see the video. All right. Don't don't give me yeah. a lawyer's testimony because we all know what happens. Oh, we have this, we have witnesses. They were there. There were there were Dalvin Cook's guest. Okay. How do we know she wasn't just a third guest and all of a sudden things went sour? All right. This is true. Innocent till proven guilty on both sides. I, that's that's very true. But uh, you know, here here's the thing. It's the NFL. Anything like this that comes out, I mean, look at Deshaun Watson. Nothing's really happened to him, okay? So there's this is going to get spun up in court, just chill out, disappear. Just like If anything Hunt. comes out on video, though, then something happens. Yeah. Like if a video comes out, Ray Rice, Kareem Hunt, something like that drops next day, they're gone. And then they're picked up by another team and all is forgiven, and they go on to have a great career. Yeah, so Dalvin Cook had a press conference today, and he was very adamant that he was the victim in this. And obviously, you can say whatever you want and try to try to be like, "Oh, hey, you know, be very persuasive." It'll be interesting to see. But um, the two the two other people uh, said this exact same thing that that Dalvin Cook is saying. But yeah, this is just trying to make that for a couple years. Yeah. That's what she was trying to do, they said. <laughs> now, if this was a Packers player, is it due process, or is he guilty as hell and get him out of the league? <laughs> Depends if he's vaccinated. Depends on the player. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> are, are we talking Lazard, or are we talking Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. yeah like how yeah. guilty if he wasn't vaccinated. That's only $14,000, okay? I like how yeah. Lazard gets fined out of all this. Like... Why? <laughs> so another thing with the Vikings. So you know, Mike Zimmer was crapping on Kirk Cousins, and and I guess it'd be Adam Thielen, Harrison Smith too, because they were unvaccinated. Now Dakota Dozier, who is vaccinated, is unfortunately in the hospital. T's and P's to him. Um, but there were 29 players that were close contacts this year, this uh, today with the Vikings that got tested. So. I will be curious to see if they even have a team to play this weekend. Well, the whole thing with the Aaron Rodgers thing, he tested positive like a day and a half after his big Halloween party. How yeah. weren't more Packer players, you know? No one likes it. By, by trace content. Well, maybe nobody was there. You, you make a good point. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have anything to say after that because that's a good point. It was just him and Shailene Woodley. That's it. It's just yeah. them posing for the Instagram video. Did yeah, did yep. you see that guy that just went out one day? He's like, you know what? I'm good. I slightly look like Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna get a cup of coffee, and then she just shits all over him <laughs> in that Instagram post, talking about how 
He has small feet, i.e. a small dick. He <laughs> drives a shitty car. That guy's going home with his cappuccino and going, what in the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, my. Good for her. I like that. Yeah, yeah ride and die. Yeah. Yep. Ride and die. Not or die. <laughs> or, or, yeah, well, with, that, with that vid, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> What teams are for real here? AFC, the top four teams are the Titans, Ravens, Chargers. The Bills seem to be falling off a little bit. The Manning cast curse is alive and well because powerhouse Jacksonville beats Josh Allen in the Bills. Who's for real? lock Lock of the week. Yeah, and somebody was correct. I still, I know I'm not, I'm an NFC team fan, so take my word with a grain of salt. But I still feel like the Chargers can make a push and get up in the shit. I like um, the Chargers out of maybe come out of the West. That AFC West is a tight division right now. Everybody's riding mm-hmm. five wins. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah, I just don't see the Chiefs. I, I feel like the Chiefs will figure it out. I, I think right. Andy Reid will get them this, turned around. This weekend's really a big a big show of that. They're facing the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I think if they get that win, they've got hopes. If they don't, uh, I think it's time to mail it in for the season. I, I think uh, I think the Chiefs just need to start blackmailing more of the Raiders' first round picks. They can keep dropping them. I think I think we'll do just fine. <laughs> I think was it the twenty twenty picks? Uh, Arnett and uh, Rugs both gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Does anybody see the Buccaneers not winning the NFC? Well, yes. they're fourth right now in the NFC. The Cardinals, Packers, Rams, and Buccaneers are the top four yeah. in that well, they order. Were, they were no great the first the half of the season either, though, but they came really at it the second half. I, I don't know. If Tom Brady's playing, I will never bet against Tom Brady. I'm if it go wasn't for the Manning so cast curse, they'd be seven and one. It's yep. true. Now, and you, Clark mentioned the Cowboys. Uh, you know, they also had Dak. Who, they had Dak back this week, and they got absolutely stomped by the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. Every NFL who were without team a, has a bad loss. Yeah, and I mean, I hate to say it. But America's team, you know, they're not Heartland's team. They're right there. You know, they're they're going to lose this weekend. So, who who they got this weekend? Is that your lock of the week, Joey? Uh, no, not there yet. Okay, all right. So we're all right. We won't. But it's my team to that. I I see. I see the NFC Championship being the same as last year: Buccaneers and and Packers. Okay, so wait, so. You just let's not see the Cardinals credit here, huh? They're in the, so, they're in the toughest. Division the Cardinals are great, but I, I mean, the Cardinals are, are great. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't think they're going to be beating either of those two teams. All right. So who's everybody's pick out of the AFC coming out of the AFC? I like the chargers. I'm going to take the chargers. I'm right, going right. with the Tennessee Titans. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Ryan. Um, I'm going to go with Buffalo and Bry guy. I'm, I'm telling you, Chiefs, they're, they're getting yeah. their players back. They're playing solid defense. The offense, as long as they, they stop doing the errors like they have the last couple of weeks, that you know, everyone wants to discredit them because of Jackson Mahomes' TikToks and them losing early in the year. Now, 
one sign that's not good is that they've lost to every one of the top teams, but we're a different team right now. So Chiefs. Cool. Who'd you have, Ryan? I had Buffalo. Ten, ten weeks ago, I would have told you Kansas City, but I, you know, even with the bad loss this week against Jacksonville, I just think they are the team to beat. No, I think this is kind of a good discussion. We're halfway through the season mm-hmm. now. We, right. we can talk about it. So, okay, so now who's everybody's pick out of the NFC? Tampa. I will never bet against Tom Brady. I hate that you said that because uh, as a Falcons fan, I feel the same. But I'm going to go no, with SoFi so Stadium Super Bowl. I'm going to go with the Rams. Okay. Rams, Chargers, you have to David. admit, Tom Brady post-Patriots – He's pretty freaking awesome. He's really funny with his social media. And it's the same way with Phil Mickelson now that he's gotten a little older. Phil Mickelson is awesome on social media. I, I, oh, yeah. I like Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, like I, don't, I don't dislike Tom Brady. I'm super jealous that he wins all the fucking time. That's what I don't like. <laughs> what do you say? You're just mad because of 28-3. to 3. You very dislike Tom Brady. Joe. Well, I disliked him before that, but yes. Oh, okay. There's a lot of it. He wins all the Super Bowls, and then even when he loses a game, he's like, "God, guess I'm gonna go gonna go home to Giselle, my supermodel <laughs> wife, who makes more money than me." I mean, guy, guys just win in every aspect. Okay, so so who's your pick then out of the NFC, Bryant? You know what? I'll, I'll just want to be different, Cardinals. All right. Well, you say I, they're gonna be different, but that was my pick. Oh, damn it! <laughs> Too late. <laughs> the Chiefs fans getting together. I, yeah. Already got it wrote down. I, I didn't even I, pick the Chiefs out of out of the AFC here, so you can't be I throwing know. that at me. I, but, I uh, do you love, are a Chiefs fan. Uh, I, I just am. personally love whenever I'm watching clips of the Cardinals like playing. You see Kyler go go on a uh, like a, on a on a big run, and you see all these like six four linemen chasing after him, and he looks just like a toddler or a small child <laughs> that's playing with the big kids. Like his arms are are straight out, sprinting out there. I don't know. I. NFC, I'm not too big in. Cardinals, Rams, wh- whoever wins that division, I think whoever gets the first round by, I think they're uh, they're going. Too late. I wrote down the Cardinals. So damn it. Now after that, every here's Trent. everybody's Super Bowl right now. Trent, who did Joey, you pick? I I picked the Rams. Okay. So everybody's Super Bowl: Joey's, Chargers, and the Rams. Clark, the same. Titans, and the Cardinals. Bryant, Homer Bryant, Chiefs, mm-hmm. and the Cardinals. Uh, Ryan, Buffalo, and Tampa, and I have the Chargers and the Rams. So Joey and I have the exact same Super Bowl. So me yeah. and Joey will be popping bottles first week of uh, you guys out there wearing hands. Yep, PV06, yeah. baby. Yeah, you two, yeah. Yeah. You two were in the same classes copying each other's homework. It was you're doing it in 2006 in high school, now you're doing it on this <laughs> podcast. Come why on, do you, why, why do you think I graduated? Successful? Why do you think I graduated? I copied Joey's homework all through high school. Sounds so, like I uh, college, too, with you and I. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. I think I made it. I made it. Now that we have our Super Bowls locked in, what's our lock of the week? Hey, can we recap how we did last week first? Don't want to talk about it. Put an asterisk by mine. <laughs> I picked the Packers oh, no. 12 hours before oh, come Aaron Rodgers on. gets diagnosed with COVID. 12 hours before he went QA run. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, recap that. I, well, I think Brian this one made out. the best pick of last week with the Jags to cover. They right. just went ahead and That's got the pick. Win. Six to nine. Thank, thank, thank you. 
And and, nice. and if you guys don't remember, I also had the week before that the Giants covering against my Homer Chiefs, so I can even bid against them. But that's two and zero right now, boys. I, if you wanna if you wanna start making those house payments a little bit more, put a little bit more money down, you might might wanna start taking my picks here. Homer Bryant. All right. So Trent had the Packers with the asterisk. Don't want to talk uh, about it. They did not get the win. So Trent's, Trent's got a loss. Did Trent's they cover? There's seven and a half points or whatever it was. They did, didn't they? Well, you took the money line, I do believe. So. Well, I said they were a one-point underdog, but for them to mm. cover that, they're going to have to tie no. a win. No. It doesn't matter because they, I, they totally screwed me. You picked them out right. So yeah, suck yeah. it up, Buttercup. Yeah, I'm not doing that ever again. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you had the Chargers to cover. And they did. Joey, you had Cincy. I think that mm. uh, didn't turn Ooh, out well. The Browns. Yeah, they killed yeah. Cincy. A L- little bit of a rough week there for uh, old Cincinnati. Yeah, well, God damn it. They got rid of OBJ right at the last minute, and then the team morale just went crazy. So... That's called it's addition amazing. by subtraction. It's yeah. amazing what happens when OBJ is kicked out locker room, all right? Yeah, look hey, at the Giants. They're a powerhouse right now. Everybody just comes together. Hey, everybody, everybody on the Packers, everybody on the Packers wants OBJ. And as a Vikings fan, I say go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah. I 1000% want OBJ in Atlanta. I they need a number one receiver. With Calvin pulling, they need it. His the mental health need stuff. It. Like Devonte, he's your guy. You bring OBJ in there, it makes it, it just it ruins that chemistry. It's amazing. Um, Cordero Patterson is your guys' best player this year. Uh, Matt Ryan, but yeah, uh, Cordero, he's he's doing he's doing things, man. Or Joey sorry, says, Cordero. Joey says OBJ is a number one receiver. He's not. I don't. He's I don't a think name. Anymore, he he's not. If he went to Atlanta, talent. he would be. He's not if, a talent, man. If, yeah. the, if the rumors are true from this last summer, I think OBJ prefers to be number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, okay, move on. Okay, yeah. What's everybody's <laughs> here? Jesus. <laughs> Go ahead, Joey. I, I don't want to take the same one as you as you, if you took it. Are you taking the Falcons to cover against the Cowboys? That was my thought, yes, but I'll, yeah. I'll pick a different one from you. Well, I figured you were going to say that, so my lock is actually going to be – no, I'm just going to take it. Falcons covering against the Cowboys. They played <laughs> two great games. All their games are close. Cowboys a nine-point favorite. Ah. If Calvin decides to come back this week, awesome. Um, that would be even better, but Kyle Pitts – is playing out of his fucking mind. Matt Ryan was your NFC Offensive Player of the Week last week. So, yeah, go Falcons. Let's do this. Dirty Birds, rise up. <laughs> I, would, I would love to take that one, but I, I made a rule for myself not to copy anybody. So I'm going to jump ahead here of you guys. I don't care. Um, I'm going to take the Dolphins plus seven and a half. I don't think the Ravens are that good. Especially, especially since the Vikings should have beat them, but mm-hmm. and and the Lions should have beat them. So yeah, Dolphins plus seven seven and a half. That one's for you, James. See, that was my <laughs> second pick, but I was going the other way because I think the Dolphins suck. But whatever. 
Well, they do. Eugene. They absolutely. They they absolutely do. But I I don't think Baltimore is as good as their record shows. Yeah. Well, we just lost our Brandon listener. So Sorry. hey, no, Damn this it. was four <laughs> games. This was dedicated to him. He's, he's picking and the him fans. and I will. Him we'll and jump. I will have a yig bomb together. All right, sounds good. We, we lost our Longhorn <laughs> fan. We we've lost our Brandon listener. Jesus, we are just we we're not going to make it to episode three. The whole state of Nebraska. <laughs> That's not a loss. <laughs> Why are you caring? <laughs> what if, you know, we're. I, I I got a buddy who lives out in O'Neill, Nebraska. I'll get him to start listening. We'll get our Nebraska viewership back up to even. You know, I'm sure we can find some people out there in Kearney, Norfolk. Uh, I hit a deer ten miles north of Norfolk two weeks ago. Don't even want to hear that name. All right, who's up? Is it me? Yeah, you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have two written down. Pick one. All right. So I here's what I have written down. The Ravens, seven and a half point favorite against the Dolphins. To, and I have the Chargers, which kills me, negative three against the Vikings. I'm going to pick the Chargers to cover against my Vikings. I, I just bold strategy. Cotton. That's that's tough with, with, with an even three. They, they only it, as simple as it is. If anyone isn't a gambler hitting that three even points, which Vikings always play them close. If they only win by field goal, then you lose that bet. Well, the I wish it was like that, three and a half or two and a half. I just don't have faith in the Vikings anymore. Right. Don't talk him out of this. Don't talk him <laughs> out of it. He hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Now, that mine hasn't been chosen yet. Never mind, Trent. You're good. You're good. And the Chargers. <laughs> Are my Super Bowl pick, so they gotta win. Solid. They're gonna win big. You know what? That is a good, good idea. All right, Brian, Brian. you go. All right, and say I'm gonna be Homer Bryant. Uh, Chiefs are gonna cover two and a half versus the Raiders. I don't know. They are clearing house. They're getting rid of the uh, troubled children in there. I just think that you know you lose your top receiver. The the Chiefs are not turning the ball over as much. You have some solid play on the defensive side. I think, you know, Mahomes figures it out versus the Raiders, and I think we win probably by 14. I would say t- 10 to 14 at least. So, You know, and I feel we failed to uh, give him credit for that Melvin Ingram pickup. He came out early yep. this last week putting pressure on the QB. Like, it, he, he was looking good out there, looking quick. Whoa. Exactly. She's picked up Melvin Ingram? Yep. Hell yeah. yeah. A lot better than what Von Miller helped the Rams. Wow. Yeah. That's a oh. huge pickup. All of a sudden, Brian Wilkes, Chiefs going to the Super Bowl doesn't sound so bad, does it, Joey? Woo-woo. No, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That doesn't solve their secondary <laughs> issues. <laughs> they, hey, defense, uh, I'll, I'll explain football quickly. The defensive end causes more pressure. They throw the ball away quicker. Defensive end zone have to be as good. Daniel Swanson uh, might even get some more play And that's time. the game of football. Yeah. Now you know. All right. In the Clark, I think you're up next. You want to go Big Ten football? Were <laughs> we talking about punting? Sure. Yes. <laughs> For the Pin brand. Deep and hold them down. There you go. All right. So my pick this week, I'm going to go with the Rams to cover their four points against the Niners. Not big, not exciting, but uh, they had a loss last week. I think this is a, a little bit of a rebound week here where they, they kick it back in gear. I like it. I, uh, I like that was that my pick. second pick. I, I like that pick. So Rams cover the four, you said? Yep. Yeah, Sweet. solid. 
And again, much love to Matthew Stafford. He he got out of Detroit alive. Uh, you know, anything positive going on in his life, got to be proud of the guy. The, the, heart, the pulse of the Heartland podcast is just going to be a, a, a Matt Stafford congratulations on getting out of yeah. oh, Hey, sorry. we're pro-Matt Stafford appreciation. We didn't tie yeah, to call him. Because we didn't have – the Rams didn't play, so they didn't lose this week. But, uh, I mean, we might lose another listener. I mean, I saw we had a, a follower to the uh, the Twitter account today, so we might lose a Rams listener here. Mm-hmm. You know, so be, I just like careful. I used to like careful. I used to be a fan of the Rams back when they were in the Heartland. All right, yeah, I, mean, I don't mind. Like I, I, I can still support them and what they do, but uh, you know, I used to be a fan. I don't mind the Rams at all. I really don't yeah. like. I always like Matt Stafford, but and Megatron, but they didn't have. I was enough. waiting. I was waiting for you to break out. Not my Rams. Not my- Going out <laughs> coastal elites. <laughs> All right. So has everybody got their lock of the weekend? Sure do. I think so. Yep. All right. So this pod goes rails. Let's sign out. Thank you all for listening. Um, what would really help us out is give us a review. Slide into those DMs on Twitter. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. That will really help. That way hey we Trent, what's our uh, what, what's our Twitter handle for the folks? It is at Heartland Pulse is the Twitter handle. Go check us out. Give us a follow. Uh, like I said, slide into those DMs. Let us know how we're doing. Are, are, aren't we also and on Instagram for, too? We yeah, uh, Instagram. Yeah. We might just might be on Instagram. Yeah, we are Pulse of the Heartland on Instagram. It's P O T H. Heartland is how you can find us on there. A lot of content, a lot of pictures going up. Um, so yeah, go on there and, uh, and spread folks, the word. Folks, don't worry. It's it's none of our faces, so you don't have to look at a few ugly <laughs> bugs. It's mostly smoking meats, football stuff like that. Yeah, that's how yeah. you lose followers if you put pictures <laughs> of me on there. So we'll stay away from that. But anyway, thank you for listening. That's episode two. Keep your eye out for episode three.